Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle unbroken? Well good day here on Circle Unbroken You woke up today, God has something for you to do If you don't believe that, just spend the day thinking about it See what happens, just say God we're here, we made it See what happens next I'm your host Taft Ayers, joined in by my man Hot Mike Welcome back sir Good afternoon Man I got a question coach did you watch any football this weekend? Oh, yeah. You did? Yes, and okay. I even stayed up for the late-night marathon session. With you did the Colorado. the Colorado thing? Yes, I did. Wow, man. That was some – wow. That was It was entertaining. Yeah, uh, yeah. I watched yeah. somebody be converted by Deion Sanders this weekend. Now, I don't mean converted like they got into the baptistry, but there was a man who was hating on him. He was saying how he didn't like him, saying how he was disrespectful and arrogant, all, all these things. And the other and guy – he's on the edge of the well, – Well, here's here's what I loved. The guy who was with him said, you know what? You usually don't X, Y, and Z. You don't like these kinds of people because they are this, that, and that. And he broke down what Dion is not. And he said – He's not woke, like politically. That's somebody that you customarily don't like. That's what he said to the fella. And then he said he talks about the Lord, you know, unapologetically all the time. And he goes, what you don't like about him is just the fact that he has swagger. And I was like, it, it was just funny because it was like he was taking the bullets out of his gun. He was saying, you don't, you don't like his sunglasses. You don't like this. But all the other things you usually say you don't like in somebody, he's not those things. But people look at Dion and they look at it and go, oh, it's all about him and it's all about he is this, that, He is the quintessential showman in football. Sure he is. He's the P.T. Barnum of football. Yeah, he is. Yes. Here's the deal, though. I think it's it's as much calculated as it is flash and dash. Right. In that he, Absolutely. he puts all the heat on him. Right. Because I'm used to you know, He's used to it and stuff. Sure. He puts all the heat on him. If Colorado doesn't do well, it, they're coming on him, not his kids. Right. Right. And he can handle it. You yeah. know, he's kind of like, I can hand, I can deal with this. Right. The other thing that he's done is he's got his kids used to all the glitz and hype, and it doesn't intimidate them. You know, and, and so – you know, he comes in with the swagger. He comes in, has his meetings, and he has the shock value. And he he walks into his first team meeting and says, 60 of you are going to be elite, are going to be gone by the end of the week. Right. Pack your bags. Oh, told him straight up. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's the shock. Well, they've been shocked so much now. <laughs> right. It doesn't shake them. The TV, right. the big TV, all the, 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 all the, the publicity that came off of the, the interaction between the coaches didn't shake them. They were okay. This is this is normal, <laughs> right? And they always say you play to your coach's personality. And he he's done a masterful job of getting a really good coaching staff together. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do the coaching, right? He right. all he's got to do is the PR work and the management and, and stuff, and and then put the show on. 
He, and, and that he's Man. doing the commercials. Like you watch a game and the commercials are pri- like they're, they're coach about him. And then the one the, that kills the, Col- me, the Colorado recruiting commercial. Yeah. Where they, you know, each college gets to do their own yes. one minute commercial yes. and stuff like it. It was every other sentence was prime prime. prime. <laughs> That's what kills me. Like do your almonds commercials, do this and that, like your, your Nick Saban, Aflac commercial, whatever. But then when you've got the college of science and ag and all these going such and such, it's, it's prime. prime. It's prime. It's prime. And I'm like, shut even up. The, even the college president yes. he says, he comes in and says, yeah, and don't forget, we've got the prime location. You <laughs> talk about job security. I mean, gracious. As long as he's winning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's he going to do with the first loss? And at our family, it's, you know, we talked about on the show last week, we're, we're Florida. We, we watch, we cheer, we go crazy. My son kept asking me, dad, there's all these people saying that he could come and coach at Florida because Billy Napier's not getting it done. And he hates Florida state because they passed on him, even though that's his alma mater. And so I feel like after our game and then that game, the message boards were not as hot because this is like our season. Like you win, you win this game and, and you're kind of done with it. So it was wild to see which, like, it's kind of like in betting odds. If somebody drops, like if a team gets off the hot seat for a minute, the next team that is, if they're a big program, it's going to be Dion. Like, like Dion, Dion's yep. going to go there and, and he's going to be there. And so it was insane. I had to, I was preaching away yesterday and I had to tell my son, he was talking. He was like, Dad, I think I'm going to go into my closet. And he got out one of my Florida polos to, to wear it to church. And I said, don't. And he was like, no, it would be funny. And I go, no, 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 listen, listen. Remember how when Tennessee beat Alabama and you couldn't even worship because there were checkerboards like everywhere in church? There were people that hadn't been at church in a long time. I said, you can't repay that. Don't do it because your Florida shirt is going to distract somebody there. And he goes, well, when you were my age, would you have done it? And Malia, she goes, his age? You would have done it like this year if you. She goes, I'm just glad you're not preaching at our home church today, or it would have been terrible. Yeah, with a blue tie. Yeah, lucky I was. Like he never wears a tie. Is that an alligator on it? Is that an extra wide, non-fashionable tie? Well, coach, we're joined in today by my friend Ben Selby. Welcome in, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so you you knew you were coming today, right? Yeah. Uh, I said, hey, let's go get in here. Did you even have, or do you still do you even have a clue what we're talking about nope. today? I'm just I here for it. a good time. <laughs> that's that's trust. Because what what I want the audience to know is that there's intentionality, but it's always like buried deep in my pocket. Like it, the, the guest comes in and they're like, "What is this? This is your life." Like we're gonna bring in Ben's exes. No, I'm just kidding. There, there, there is a plan. There is a yes. plan, but you're the only one that knows. That's it. right. That's right. That's why if I go preach at a church and they're like really serious about PowerPoint. I'll always ask them, how good is your PowerPoint? Because I don't want to spend a lot of time making a good one and then it not translate or be good. And so a lot of times I'll just give them a, a title slide. And the the regular preacher there will be like, you don't want any more? I go, nope. I go, this is called freedom. I can take this wherever I want underneath. <laughs> or you subject. can change it when you get there. Yeah. We can call the audible yeah. right here. Well, Ben, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the audience and you uh, why you're here today, <laughs> what we want to do. The, the theme of Circle and Broken as a, as a refresher for some and maybe an intro for you is this. We talk about the fact that in life you want to think about your circle uh, being whole and being complete. 
there's times in your life when you wake up and you're like, man, I'm feeling it. Like things are clicking. They're good today. There's other times where something might be a little off and you don't know why. And so you do a diagnostic and you're like, if you're, if you're married, you're like, Hey honey, what's wrong with me? And she says, you don't have enough time. That's a dangerous question to ask. (laughs) Uh, You look at your performance, you look at life, you you just kind of assess stuff. And so our theory and, and the little pegs that we try to hang the show on is this every circle uh, starts with a point and that point is faith like like you go back to your faith and you check okay what's my relationship like what's my prayer life like what's what's good bad uh or to run with that theme where am i indifferent and then you look and you say okay after you start that point to, to begin the circle you take it and you get into the marketplace mission in the marketplace taking your faith to work whatever your job might be it's a mission field and then as you come around there if we're making a circle here on a clock you get to like six o'clock and on here what's happening is you say okay faith business and then community like i'm a better person i i can care about my community i can invest in my community i can i can thrive in my community if i'm a faith person who takes it to the marketplace and tries to be respectable well i wanted to have you on ben because there is a there, there's a versatility to you because when i can talk church with somebody when i can talk business with somebody when i can talk community with somebody i immediately get triggered in a good way and say i gotta have them on like i gotta have them on to talk and and, and to tell you know life stories for the listener because we found that we have people there's one guy who has approached me a couple times, and this is his way home radio show. Like, like, like when he is gone and head home. In the mornings for us, my kids, it's so funny. I take my kids to school, and we're on 92.9. We're on 92.9 because there's a $1,000 minute, and there's the 10 questions that they ask in 60 seconds. And my kids know if we hear the $1,000 minute in the car, then we're not going to be late for school. <laughs> I drop them off and I immediately flip it over here to 1017. Like, so I, my kids have to be at school by 750. Okay. So they're there. I know that three dudes with a view here is an eight o'clock slot, but it's going to start just a few minutes later. And so I'm going to be ready for three dudes with a view here. And so it's, it's like the time marks of your life. And so circle and broken for many people has been the, the four o'clock midweek. I'm, I'm heading home. What in the world? You know, or I'm heading into work. What in the world? Or, or here I am, and I'm I'm broadcasting this. I'm listening to it. Or we've started getting playing it on the weekends. And so I was going to preach yesterday, and one of our local guys, Farmer Johnny, on here, he said, "Hey man," he said, uh, "You just said on air the greatest thing I'll ever be is a child of God's grace." And I was like, "Do I tell Farmer Johnny that I didn't say it like right now? <laughs> do, I, do I tell him where I'm going?" And so we, we had a good talk about it. And so it's become people's in a lot of way like a de facto church it's funny delk our owner is super cool with what we talk about on this show but i have people that come to me sometimes and they're like thank you for saying that on the air thank you for being brave and i'm like well what's what's brave well they think mass media they think talking about jesus on something that's not a quote-unquote christian station you know is a big deal whatever they think whatever their reality is i'm glad that we can give it to them. And so what I want to do with you is I want to, and we'll tell you when, when a break's coming up and I'll, I'll cut you off and all, all that right. stuff. But what I want to do or I'll here cut you off. One of the right, two, you know. <laughs> is we want to really look at, you went to college, you went to college and you got, you got your degrees. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of life 
since then and what you do now. And, and the premise, I don't want to give anything away to our audience yet, but the premise for me is this. I've, I've been a preacher my whole life. Loved it. Uh, excited about it. Then I realized, okay, I like communicating to people like, like a truth, no matter what it is. If it's a religious truth, I love it. On this show, if it's a business truth, if it's a community truth, spiritual truth, I love it. doesn't matter. And there was a time, I shared this with you, that I thought I'm either going to be a preacher or a fireman. Like those were the things that I was trying to decide about doing. And I had to flesh it out one time with Paul Hilton. Remember that name? And uh, I had to tell Paul, he said, what's the reason? And I said, well, if I just break it down to its terms, I said, a preacher the idea is help everybody. Mm. That's what you want to do. And I said, but it stinks when you try to help somebody and they deny your help. They say, hey, I'm good. Like their spiritual condition, they're like, hey, I'm good. Like if you go make a visit or you're talking to somebody over food or drink and they're like, no, man, I'm, it's okay. Like you get stiff-armed a little. And I came up with this theory that uh, that going to the fire academy and going to be a, a fireman would be better because I would never go into a burning building and ask somebody, Hey, I'm taking you out and them go, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just going to stay here. You know, well, forget that. We, I had a similar career decision. I was originally at Harding. I was at Harding and was going to go into youth ministry. Got going in or got going into a couple of classes, started thinking about it. And then it dawned on me that if I become a teacher, I have a much wider base of influence. Sure. You know, as a youth ministry, you have whoever Get comes to church. Me. Yeah. Right. Whoever comes to church, you that's what you've got to work with. At right. school, I've got everybody in the neighbor, you know, everybody in the community right. to come in. Yeah. What's my platform? And so I thought, hmm. And I'm really a lot better at teaching than I am preaching. So right. <laughs> this is the move. You know, plus, I can be a coach while I'm teaching. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, that was you know where where's where's the influ- where where could I make the most influence? Right. And right. that's when I decided education was probably the better move for me. It's an evaluation yeah. of how am I going to help people? What's going to happen? And so, I want to walk through then your. Hey, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to do this. All right. All right. Let's talk about that here right. in this first session here. So you decided to go to school and you, what was your plan? I wanted to be a trauma surgeon. Okay. So I went to school, got a biochemistry degree, which was a, uh, a really bad decision on my part. <laughs> you want to talk about not having a life in college. That was, uh, that was hard. Uh, but I grew up at a church of about 50 or 60 people. Okay. Um, and I, I was the youth group. There was another girl there that came sometimes. Her families were divor- her parents were divorced, and so she split time different places. But she was there sometimes. But I was the youth ministry, and I always felt kind of slighted mm. that my friends who went to bigger churches could do youth group stuff and they could go fun places and do fun things, and then they had a group that they could come together with to share. And you know, I didn't have that. I had adults. You know, I had right. I had sixty and seventy year olds and my parents. <laughs> um, and so I, while I was getting that biochem degree, I got a degree in youth ministry. And so that was never the plan to do it full time. I wanted sure. to be able to volunteer at a church to serve those two, three, four, however many kids as a as a youth minister while supporting myself doing something else. And so I was in my senior year last semester of this biochem degree. I was working full time, well, full time hours, even though it was a full time while in school in the emergency room as a tech uh, getting ready. I'd just taken the MCAT, was getting ready to start applying for med school, and I started talking to our trauma surgeons, and I realized they were all miserable. They mm-hmm. had no life. They did 24-hour shifts every three days. They talked about, 
you know, before work, they were getting ready for the work. After work, they were decompressing for a day, and the next day they were getting ready. They were all divorced. They were all just unhappy. Right. And two of the three made the statement, you can either be a trauma surgeon, love what you do, and have no life outside of work, or you can pick something else to do. And I realized if I was going to do ministry, and I was going to have a family, and I was going to be who I pictured myself being, it was not being a trauma surgeon. And so... At that point, I'm too far into the degree to stop. Sure. Right? Literally, it's the last semester. <laughs> um, so I finished the degree, and I was just going to work as a tech in Jackson uh, in the ER until I figured out what I wanted to do. When the church my parents went to, their youth minister had moved away, and they were needing somebody. And I was like, sure, let's do full-time ministry for a few years. Why not? I got this not? great I degree. I have a degree in it. You know? <laughs> I'd been a camp counselor that summer, right. too. So I was like, you know, let's let's try this out. Let's see sure. how this goes. So I did, um, and I loved it. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it was not where I pictured myself long term. How many years did you do it? Four. Okay. Let's let's. I want you to walk through that. I want you so, to walk through how you felt. While I was doing that, I realized in the first year that I love this. It's a lot of fun, but I don't see myself long term mm-hmm. doing it full time. Uh, my dad worked in college administration, and so and I thought I enjoyed what he did. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about it, picked his brain, and I was like, yeah, I could do this. This could be a lot of fun. And so I decided to get a master's in higher education administration. Nice. So I did that. Uh, while I was working as a youth minister, I was a single guy at the time. Sure. Hadn't, you know, during, when the kids were at school, you're, I'm supposed to hold business office right, hours. Right, right. But they, the elders were very honest. They don't care what I did in the office as long as I was there. Just be here. They yep. said, as long as your stuff is planned, you're communicating with your adults, and you're being with the kids while they're at school, just be in the office. I tell ministers that have to have office hours, I tell them that all the time. Yep, that, Literally, I mean, so there were some days I was just dead, you know, after sure. an event or whatever else. I'd come in and I'd watch Netflix on the computer for a couple right. hours. They don't care. But he was here. I was here. I, but, and, and one of them put it this way. When the when the older people drive by the church, uh-huh. they want to see your vehicle parked That's outside. Right. Which was funny because I lived two doors down, so half time I just walked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the yeah. principle is still the same. I was there. Yeah. So while we're park my car there, hey, you come get me today. I, I'm, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, or park my car there and walk home and just leave it there all night. You know who knows the difference. So while working in full time ministry, I was working on this master's, um, and just I was taking like two classes at a time. I sure. knew I was in no rush, and like I said, I was enjoying what I was doing. They, they it paid well enough yeah. for a single dude to live the lifestyle that I that I wanted to live at that point, and so I just I like that I had a good time, but I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do long term. Right. So, um, after I finished my degree, I was trying to, well, I was finishing up my degree to figure out what I wanted to do. And, uh, an opportunity came open. The school that I went to was starting a satellite campus and they needed some admissions people in that. It was a foot in the door for my college administration. And so I applied for that and got that and made the transition into education. Wow. Wow. We, we're going to slide into a break and I want to, I want to step on this journey because I love a the versatility yeah. of, of the story, <laughs> uh, but B we're going to get into each different chapter. Like you were uh-huh. here, you were here where you are now, and I'm really excited about fleshing out the. Okay, here's what I learned at this spot, yep. and then at this spot it was. Whoa, this is pretty jacked up. I mean, it's not going to be a condemnation of anybody. <laughs> Pros and cons of everything. Yeah, you know the pain points that you see, yeah. the opportunities to serve. Because I want people to be blessed by this. And during this commercial break, I want whoever's listening to think about where you are right now, how you're serving, how you're struggling. You look at this and you say, hey, no job is a death sentence. Well, what Ben's going to tell you is you can always move on (laughs) to the next thing if it's time for you to do so 
uh, and you do that through prayer. All right, we'll be back here on Circle Unbroken with Ben Selby. problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Main Street Columbia are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7 o'clock. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, and enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers. We've got a fun one today. I've got my man, the myth, the legend, king of the wild frontier. I don't know if you've watched Yellowstone last night, but he made a guest appearance. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Coach Mike, welcome back, sir. Yeah, was I the one that got shot? <laughs> Bro, they took you to the train station. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We also got my man, Ben Selby, with us. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing? Uh, I can't complain. Zero I was going to say complaints. fair to Midland after uh, oh, last Oh, you week. heard it the other day. Dude, I was dropping all those country church things. Fair to Midland. And then I, I finished with God Garden Directors. You know, <laughs> with a hedge get, of protection. Get, that's a hedge of protection. And, and uh, bless those that uh, can't be here today for whatever reason, whether or not it was sickness or neglect. Sorry, we could do we could do this for an hour. Uh, before we get back into our topic, I want to mention something to our listeners. God willing, next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, the whole programming of WKOM and WKRM merges together, and we are doing a really cool campaign called Hope for the Hungry. And we're hoping to feed 700 families in this area. And so it's going to be a, a neat deal. It's going to be a different the pace for us. There's more information coming about it. But, man, it's it's going to be cool. I like it because our political show in the morning goes to the left and to the right. And in whatever direction you are, we all agree on feeding people. You know what I'm saying? We, we However you feel about, yay, sports team. We like to feed people. Uh, socioeconomic, you look at the, the town of Columbia, where we're positioned right here, right? Like, we'll finish today. Me and you go to lunch. We'll, <laughs> we'll walk down to a, a nice restaurant. Um, there's opulence there. And on the other side of the restaurant, there's opportunity. You know, in every buy. I mean, so you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a thing that I believe here as Front Porch Radio, we have a megaphone that brings businesses uh, all the way over to benevolence. Like I can just keep going. Right. And so I'm really 
excited about that and can't wait for our audience to get to participate in that again that's hope for the hungry uh a live on air you know all day campaign that we'll be doing next tuesday and wednesday we'll still have our three dudes with a view show and then we'll have this circle and broken show as a part of that whole day so it'll be a man it'll be cool so Coach, it's going to be a fun ready, one. Huh? That's going to be a run, baby. <laughs> um, it takes me back to my old Christian radio days where we would do like six of these a year mm. and the listeners got mad uh, because <laughs> where's my music? Well, here with our talk format, we'll sprinkle in a little bit of music and hopefully uh, do a lot of good. So I got Ben back here and we were just getting into your transitions. What if somebody's listening right now? <laughs> <laughs> weird part's coming we're, on. <laughs> we're glad that we're glad that Benita is here. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so let, let's get into your your career transition. You you go to school. Um, the the idea is you're going to be a trauma surgeon, mm-hmm. right? You wind up your senior year making the decision to go work in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Correct. Making sure I, make sure I was listening on keep my up, own show. Up. Yeah. Then you decided you wanted to go into the education system with administration right all right keep going going. so uh at that point had a lot of people asking me how how can you leave the ministry it's the ministry which i'm sure you heard that same thing and right you know that's why i told them it's not it's not not leaving the ministry i'm switching Mm -hmm. gears you know Mm -hmm. uh so i did the education thing for a while and we had a good bit of success from it i actually got promoted a few times we grew the campus um and i was having a good time but I was sitting a lot at a computer. Right. And I'm not a sedentary, stationary lifestyle person. Like, I, I don't enjoy it. I want to be up and moving. So I was already starting to struggle with that of sitting and staring at a computer and sending emails and sitting in meetings that could have been an email and, you know, sure, doing right, all the yeah, things. Right. Um, and I went to a big recruiting event where I was going to a local community college and I was speaking to a group of about, I don't know, 60 people okay. um, who were freshmen undeclared majors about trying to talk them into nursing. Okay. And I was talking about all the benefits of the nursing, how, you know, that there's going to be so many rooms for opportunities, how we're about to have this massive at the time about to have now having this massive nursing shortage. So there's going to be opportunities to do whatever you want to. There's all these different types of nursing. You can do all these different things, how you work awesome shifts. You know, you're, right. you're off more than you work, which is not something a lot of people can say. Uh, you know, just all these benefits of nursing. And I realized about halfway through that, I was like, I enjoy what I'm selling mm. more than what I'm doing. Right. So wow. I was married at the time, newlywed. We had been married like a year, maybe. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. I, I didn't hey, think we, were, we weren't even a full year into marriage. <laughs> right. And I came home and I was just talking to her about it. Um, I was like, you know, I just, I enjoy what I do, but I don't see myself doing it long term. The other thing was I don't do the politics very well sure i don't like shaking hands i don't like going to meet people because they're so and so and having to you know suck up to them or whatever the case was it was just not my thing it's right. for people it's just not for me well if you want to be a trauma surgeon it, it, you in your mind you're like hey you all bleed yeah. you all i mean yeah. like you don't tell me how boring right, you are right. yeah so um i was already getting a little frustrated with some of that aspects of it um i worked the people i worked with were fantastic they were phenomenal but it was just i just wasn't my thing sure you know? and i missed healthcare. Right. I missed the ER. I missed doing fun and exciting things. And so came home and talked about it. And she said, well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it now. Like we didn't have kids at right. that point. Right. You need to go ahead and do this. And so I went down and met with our director of nursing um, one day. I was like, hey, we need to talk. And he's like, okay. And he thought we were talking about how can we get more students or you know, sure. whatever the case may be. And I said, I actually think I want to do nursing. 
I said, I, th- I may want to do nurse prac. I don't really know, uh, but I want to do nursing. He's like, can you even do that? And I said, yeah, I've got this biochem degree. I've already got all the prereqs done. I said, I would be, I can enroll myself, you know. I don't, right. You know. Um, and so I did. So I rolled into nursing as a 29-year-old, I think it was at the time. Right. Um, and decided to switch careers again for the umpteenth time and <laughs> go into something else. My mom had worked in, as my mom just retired. She's still part-time, but she had just retired from being an ER nurse for like 35 years. And so I grew up with the ER culture and hearing the stories. Right. And then I'd worked full-time, well, part-time, but full-time hours in the ER for four years. So I, I kind of knew what I was getting into at that point. You know, I, it's it, one of the stats that we knew doing education and doing advising, which was part of my role, um, was how many freshmen change their majors. And right. it's the majority. Like, it's yeah. not even close to mm-hmm. not being the majority. Which is like, what I always tell them. It's like it's 80%. Not, go in undeclared. Yeah, it's not final. Yeah. yeah. Take right. your classes, shadow, shadow, shadow. And I still would tell people, if you don't, if you think you want to be a nurse, you need to go shadow nurses. Sure. If you think you want to work as a car salesman, you need to go shadow car salesman. If you Correct. think you want to, you know, go shadow. Because figure out, because it's a whole lot different to see something and have this idea or picture in your head and then actually doing it right. right so i went to nursing school i was volunteering at a church after i'd moved out of kentucky and started working at, at this university i um was bouncing around churches a little bit and I had a buddy of mine uh craig evans messaged me and he was like <laughs> hey man i'm working at this church we don't you know we're, we're growing a pretty good bit but we need some help he said, do you mind just coming up and checking it out? I was like, sure. I was still single at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there and visited, and the guy who was teaching the middle school boys class, who was there was like four of them, uh, was pretty unreliable, and, and they had run off every teacher before him because right. they're middle school boys, right? right. And they, right. And I was Who's like, next? I was like, dude, middle school boys, like that's those are my people. I know. Right. You know so I right. went in and taught class that week just on a – I got there. Hey, we need a teacher. So I went in and taught class. Next week, same thing. He wasn't there. Hey, because they are going to have to sit in the auditorium with the mm-hmm. adults. So I went in and taught class and, and did it. And they were like, why don't you just take this class? This will just be your class. And so I did that, and then the guy who was working with the high school kids left, and they were like, hey, can you come in and – work with the high school kids too my people uh ben's gotta go (laughs) ben's being called out uh and i was like sure you know i'll I'll work with it and so i was working with this youth group as a volunteer which was always kind of my picture of how i saw myself being and i was having a great time loving it uh was work supporting myself financially doing other things but when we decided that i could go back to nursing school Mm -hmm. and we you know go ahead and do it I met with our elders and I was like, hey, I'm going to have to step down because I'm going to have to get a job that, uh, on the weekends to financially support us. Right. Uh, I was still working at the university. They let me switch in part time, which was awesome. I'm you know, super grateful for that, but it wasn't going to be enough financially for us. Uh, and so I was going to have to get a job on the weekends. And so I was like, I need to step back. He's, and they, the guy was like, oh, we completely understand. You know, you do what's best for your family. We'll, we'll figure it out. Well, he called me the next night. And he's like, hey, can you meet with us? And I was like, sure. And I thought they were going to ask me, what direction do I see? Yeah. You know, whatever. And he's like, what if we brought you on part-time? Could you do that and go to nursing school at the same time with this youth group? And at the time they had 15 kids. And I was like, yeah, I think so. So uh, we started doing that. So I worked two to two jobs while in nursing school, which is funny because the first day in nursing school, they tell you, you don't need to try to work while you're in nursing school. Right. Nursing school is hard. It's labor intensive. It's time intensive. Don't try to do it. But where I went to nursing school, which was the university I worked at, we were non-traditional. Everybody in our class had to work because they all had families. So our professors were great about supporting that and helping that. We everybody passed the NCLEX for the record. Like they had phenomenal. <laughs> I'm not sure they ever had anybody that didn't pass the NCLEX. Uh, right. And then wrapping up there last year, they had to cl- shut down the program because they lost the building and all sorts of things. But I'm not sure they ever had a class that had someone not pass the NCLEX. Like they were. It's a phenomenal program. But anyway. 
So I was working and going, uh, working with the youth group and going to nursing school and still working at the university and just doing a lot of things and having a great time. Loved it. Um, graduated nursing school, got a job in the local ER here, which was my jam. Like, love the ER. Yeah, yeah I love the, the high pace, you know, doing 15,000 steps a shift, being up, being moving, um, and just loving it. And then COVID hit. Right. So I remember we were at a major youth conference in Gatlinburg when I first heard about COVID. And then like the next week, the world shut down, right? And working in the ER in, in, with COVID was a fun and exciting time, right? Uh, super challenging. But what I found was with kids not being in school and being at home and doing all those things, and our youth group was growing uh, to the point that I had like 40 kids, right. 45 kids trying right. to do this part-time and be a nurse in the ER during COVID. I was like, I just, and I had a family time. Our, our daughter had been born right before COVID hit. Um, and I was just like, this is not sustainable. I'm not doing these kids any favor. In this Everybody's time. getting a little bit of me. They're, right. right. Yeah. And these kids need more, sure. right? They, they need more than what I'm being able to offer them. They need somebody who, and we were trying to do fun things. Everybody was trying to get creative. You know, we were doing things. I had a water balloon launcher that we were throwing care packages to the kids and all this stuff, but it's still just what <laughs> you man you can get away with some yeah, fun you stuff can. for sure yeah, you but anyway can. so i was trying to do all this and i just my wife and i were talking about it one day on the way home from church because there was an event that i would love to take them to but i had to work i was in the middle i had done this contract where i was doing five days a week uh trying to and i was like i can't like i can't get off work to, and so it just kind of dawned on us that i was not fulfilling this ministry the way it needed to be fulfilled while doing nursing so i was going to have to do something uh, the church had grown pretty drastically too, and so I knew they were at a point where they could replace me, you know. And so they did. I stepped down, um, and they replaced me. And the guys there now is also doing a phenomenal job. Um, and we kind of bounced around churches, churches for a while for that. But I was still in nursing, still in the ER, and loved it. But I realized early on, I was actually towards the end of nursing school, but the beginning of my career in the emergency room too, that ER was also not where I saw myself sure. long term. Uh, and so I started taking the steps to get ready to what I saw myself doing long term, which is what I currently do. Right. And that's flight nursing. Right. So I work on a helicopter and taking people and I love it. Like it's so awesome. Uh, but it also the 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 schedule for this job has some pros and cons, of course, like everything. One of the one of the big downsides of it is I do twenty four hour shifts. So, for instance, I started work yesterday morning at 6.30 in the morning, got off this morning at 6.30. So I was away from my family for 24 hours. My daughter had cheerleading at the flag football that year, and I missed that, and that's a big con. The big upside is I'm on one week, off a week. Right. So when I, I go into work tomorrow, I get off Wednesday morning. I don't go back until the next Thursday. Because we've been talking about getting lunch for a yes. while, and you all, you, and you, you're always very good at communicating with me. But you're like, well, I've yeah. got this window, you know, yeah. that, that yeah. you've got, but. So, that's a cool piece. It does allow me to still do other things and serve in other ways, and I still can work in the emergency room and serve, you know, there. And but we can—that's my whole career yes. so far. But we can dive into some yeah. of the details of that. But uh, yeah, so it's that's, been a fun and wacky transition from job to job to job, but still trying to. And that's what I like is that I want, if I want people to understand this. We're fixing to go into a break, but I want you to realize who I have here because this is somebody who is not. You're you're not wound tight. You're not somebody who's going ah like like you hear somebody that would go from this job to that job with with change, mm-hmm. and you would think that it's somebody who's oh are they ever satisfied or oh like, like you're you're the definition of satisfied because you know what matters the most and okay this is a pocket that I'm going to serve 
in. I made a comment one time on this show about growing where you're planted. Mm-hmm. And Coach and I started laughing because we were right in the middle of disarray, you know, of, of everywhere that we were going. And so when when you look at this, I think you can be an inspiration to people. And I'm, I'm going to really hit that home. That'll be the last portion of our show today, guys, will be an invitation hour where we just say, here's how you can do it. All right. We'll be back after the break here on Circle Unbroken. and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. Want to give you all a little look-see. 
We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm just jamming, rocking out, little Johnny Cash and Taft combo in my dreams. You know, I've, I've always shot basketball in the backyard when I was a kid, thinking, you know, I'm going to play with Michael Jordan. <laughs> so so here on this show, I love playing some Johnny Cash because I just feel like I'm in the band, Coach. It's just it's just me and Johnny, man in black, boy named Sue. We're going to Jackson. Well, that was one of the voices that I could actually – Kind of close to mimicking, right? Because he's such a low bass <laughs> right, voice, right? And, right. You know, I didn't have to. I didn't. You know, it, it's kind of like mimicking Bob Dylan. You don't have to be a good singer right. to do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You did not. When we were, when we were, <laughs> Hannah's at fail. <laughs> but, no, when we when we were getting ready uh, to do the show, and, and Delk had the vision. You know, Delk had, had used this name before and liked Circle Unbroken. We were in this uh, this office, and we were talking back and forth. And he was like, you know, maybe we could use the Circle Unbroken song, and and uh, so we started playing versions of it, and when we played the versions of it, it was it was great because we were like, "Hey, let's go, let's do the Johnny Cash one," you know, because that that just makes everything cooler, like like it sounds better. Um, and so today, uh, speaking of cooler, uh, we've upgraded <laughs> with Ben. You like that? That's your uh, that's your Johnny Cash lead in. Um, what what we'd love to do is finish the show, and I'd like to make it full circle if you can um my youngest son um had a had a really scary situation got life flighted okay at at a young age and he gets life flighted uh it it was 
the worst night of my life um, with, with what happened. And as as that happened, we wound up staying in the hospital for a long time with him. And my wife said to me one day, she said, hey, these nurses here, she said, they are a blessing to my life. They put this scripture up by his little, like, I call it an incubator, but she, she, they, they put it right here. And I looked at her and my wife was in her feelings. You know, this is the same woman that I had seen. We, we Here's what happened. We Before we were life flighted, we were in an ambulance. And so we got from Columbia to Spring Hill. Then they life flighted him downtown. And when we were in the ambulance, I was in the front and she was in the back. I could see her through the window. And my very literal wife, who is, you know, she, she has a relationship with the Lord that's a lot better than mine, it feels like. But she was back there. And it was just a guttural response. She was praying scriptures over our lifeless child. I mean, it was just coming out. It was when the Bible talks about put it in your heart. Mm -hmm. She was just yanking it out and she was just praying scripture over him. Well, as that happened, we go on and we're in the hospital and these people were blessing her life. And she said, Taft, these women are a blessing to me. And I said, yep. And she said, and I'm tougher than all of them. And I go, what a weird thing to say. And she goes, I'm supposed to be a nurse. And I was like, hey, yo, we're in our late 30s. Um, Fried Hardeman still makes us pay that bill. Like, what do you what do you mean? And she goes, I and the last time I had seen her with this look on her face was, hey, we're going to adopt like it was you know, when, when God put something on her heart. It's in my life. <laughs> and so fast forward, she goes on. She gets an accelerated program. She She's doing it. She is killing it in the sense of she's just tough uh she went through covid uh she did some stuff in the cardiac floor and then she would do these makeshift floors with with covid and one day she said to me she said hey there's a dude here um who's really nice and he's really good at his job and he knows you and I was like, well, hit me with it. And she lives in chaos, you know, with all of our kids. So for her to stop and say, there's somebody that knows you. And she was like, his name's Ben. And I go, dude, yeah. I said, like, I know him, know him. And she goes, yeah. She goes, he's great. Now, he does a bunch of stuff, and he's not going to be here long. Like, that that was her her rundown of it. So I think she caught you in transition, right? Yep. Like, as you started to, to do this more. And so it was really neat to me to know my wife doesn't come home from work and tell me about how nice the other medical workers are. Usually the stories that she'll tell me is this person freaked out, mm. this person lost it, whatever. And so in this, you guys, I think we're just like intercepting a patient maybe. Was, I think she was shadowing in the Is that what it was? ER. I can't remember. Did you, did in ER, did you ever bring people to her? Oh, or? yeah. I feel like it was maybe that. Hey, yeah, I'm sure she's listening to this show, <laughs> loving it, and she's so like, that's not at all. What correct happened. me. Yeah, she's like, Taft, I was actually getting a coffee, and he was behind me. Whatever, I made it. I made it ER level. But what what she told me was, she said, she said, he's a good dude. Like, and so she was able to see that in the middle of whatever was happening at the hospital, and so you have taken that same spirit that you had, you know, working, working with kids, working with the church, education, all the things where you wanted to help people. And now you're helping people in what I call the depths of it. Right. And so you're talk to us about what happens at your current job as much as you're able to. So even more so than when I was working in the ER in the flight nursing world, you see people at their physical worst, Man. right? Like you're seeing people in whatever the major trauma they had, you're seeing people, whether they're having a stroke, um, right. they're having a heart attack, whatever. You're seeing people at their worst. And so I just try to go into it with the mindset of, 
how can I be a sense of calm in yes. this storm? Yes. Uh, I saw on TikTok a while back, there was this girl, she was talking about that she uses this line on her patients and I've stolen it. I'm just straight up stealing yeah. it where she says, I know you're scared to death, but I am not. And I've just tried to be that sense of calm and try to provide that sense wow. of compassion to people. I want to tell you a story. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did actually called this guy this morning to get permission to tell yeah. this story, yeah. but it's so embodies to an extreme what I try to do in the in the mundane, the day to day. So the friend of mine's also a flight nurse at a different base, different location, and he uh picked up this kid who had been involved in this major trauma who was the same age as his child, who was wearing the pajamas, the same pajamas that yeah. his kid was wearing when he left for work that day. So he's flying this kid to a trauma center after the kid had had this major trauma and when they get to the trauma center the kid ends up passing away. And he, he, I talked to him for a while. Several of us who knew him talked to him. He's an incredible dude, incredible guy. And just about how hard that was on him. Um, and you could tell it was just eating at him. It was just really tough. And so he's found the kid's uh, funeral and he told his wife, he said, we got to go. He said, I just need to, to see this family. And so the mom ended up posting this whole thing on Facebook later of the mom of this boy who passed away. Mm. She said she saw him standing in the back of the line and knew she did not know him. And so she was just interested why him, why he was standing there waiting in this huge line, because, you know, it's a kid, yeah. uh, to see her. And she said he was like the last one in line. So he gets all the way to the front. She said it was like over an hour, like it was a long line. He gets to the front and he says, you don't know me, but my name is Lance and I was the nurse on your son's flight. And it was important for me to know, For it's important for me to let you know that I treated your son like he was my own and the way Jesus would have me treat him. And she went on to talk about how much that meant for her to know that in her baby's last days that somebody cared. And so I try to do, whether I'm in the ER, whether I'm on my flight nurse, whether I'm at a restaurant, you know, wherever I am, I just want people to know that someone cares. We live in a world where people don't see care. They don't see compassion. They don't see true interest. You know, I'm reminded of, we know Chuck, right? Uh, Chuck was uh, going through the Walmart checkout line. He said he could just see the cashier. Something was off. And he did what we all do where he goes through there. He says, hey, how you doing? She's like, I'm good. And he said, no, really? How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Something seems off. And he said, she just broke down and spilled her guts about all this stuff was going on. He said, the line's backing up through, you know, he said, I don't even (laughs) care. Those people can wait. They can go find another. Right. People want to see that you care. And so even the day-to-day, the mundane, whatever it may look like, you can show people that you care by just spreading kindness and compassion and letting them know that somebody else cares for me, so I'm going to care for you. Right. 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 So even yesterday, I did a flight yesterday with a um, a younger lady, quote unquote younger. As you know, it's funny. The older you get, the younger. younger uh, right. Sure. Younger yeah. is, you know, or the yeah. older younger is, um, who was, she was having a stroke um, and she was scared. The husband was terrified. And so I just knew in that moment that it was important for me to let you know, hey, she's going to be okay. I'm taking her to what I consider to be the best facility possible for this type of care. I'm going to care for her the best that I can. And I, I could see his weight of, okay, good. That's one less thing I've got to worry about. Right. You know, right. you try to take something off. Even, you know, my parents raised me when I'm in a restaurant, that server may not, they may mess up. They may do something bad. They may mess up my order, whatever else. That doesn't mean they're not a good person. They made right. a mistake to treat them with a little grace, a little compassion and be like, hey, I meant to get this. I may have said something wrong, you know, try to put the blame even on yourself. It goes a long way just to let people know that you care. And that's one of the cool things about going into healthcare and the ministry of healthcare right. is now I can show people I care 
and I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about you and I'm going to do the best that I can for you. Because of the, the idea of how much is a witness worth, like, like where you are, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give up, if I'm going to be short, if I'm going to be agitated and then I'm going to turn around and try to point you, you know, yep. in a spiritual direction later, you're in a spot where I like it because it's kind of an inside out approach. The inside is people are at their worst. People are scared. People are thinking, I don't know what happens next. And you're the one sitting here going, Hey, any way that you feel is normal. Mm -hmm. uh, that's fine. I'm trained to be here with you and I want to be with you and I care. Then you go home, <laughs> you rest up, you, uh, you step into your family, your growing family. Um, you step into that, you go places, uh, the class that I teach, you're like my go-to, like I'll, I'll be like, Ben, are you available? Uh, but then even also when you're a participant, like, like when you're there, I will watch you. I'm, I'm making a point or thinking about making a point and it, you'll be in an assessment mode, mm -hmm. you know, the way you're trained to do. <laughs> uh, and then you'll go, okay, let me, I see the direction that we're going with this. And then, and then you'll bless the class. Like it's a, it's a deal of the way in which you're built and the way that you've been trained you're using. And this is why I want to encourage people, however you've been trained, whatever it is, these are ways that you have been tuned to do things as God's craftsmanship, you know, as, as a masterpiece, you're able to, Hey, I've got this tool. I've, I've been encouraged this way. I've learned this so that I can bless people in that sense. And so you speak calm uh, to people. Well, so our director of nursing told us the first day, he said, we're going to teach you how to be a nurse best mm -hmm. we can. And you can be the best nurse out there. You can be the most technically savvy nurse. I can do all the skills. Right. You can hit every IV you start. You know, you can do all these things. But if you're not kind and you're not compassionate, they don't care. And you, on the flip side of that, I can miss every IV that I've tried. I can be a terrible skills nurse. But if I'm kind and I'm compassionate to people and I show them the love of Jesus, right? I'm the best nurse they've ever had. And I found that because the compliments I've gotten back from patients at work were patients that I thought I actually didn't do a good job on. But I was just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, let me get somebody else who's really good, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. And then the patients where I thought I'd nailed it, killed it, got all the IVs, did the ultrasound IVs, hit those, you know, those were difficult to do, did all the skills, things, whatever else. But we're so busy trying to do these things on these super quick. I don't have... I don't, I don't think about, I don't, right. I don't want to say I don't have the time. I've got the time, but I don't think about the family. And then they complain because I didn't do this. Right. You know, right. It doesn't, it's not hard and it doesn't matter what you do, but it's not hard to show people, Hey, you matter. Right. You're important. I care about you and I care about your loved one. Mm. Let mm. me, how, how can I show that to you? And sometimes it takes that to ask, what do you need to know from me? Do you have questions? Do you have concerns? Is there something else I can do? For instance, on the, in the flight world, sometimes it just means I drop them off. I get back up to the helipad. I pull out our cell phone and I call their family member and say, Hey, they're here. They're taken good care of, you know, whatever the case may be. Cause it ends that sense of calm. Right. It's that youth ministry trick when you be driving and you tell them, hey, we just arrived in Gatlinburg. Yeah. They're, they're here. They're fine for now. <laughs> right. Well, this is what I want our audience to know. We're wrapping up our show today. We've had our special guest, Ben Selby, with us. And I want you to know this. In the middle of your storm, whatever it might be, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, folks, look for the bends. Look for somebody like this who has been trained, who is not scared, and who is there, they believe, for a purpose and for a reason. So I want to thank you for that. And then also I want to encourage people as we finish here to be that person. 
Um, you've been trained. You have an opportunity where you are calm, where you're collected, and you think, God put me here because I have something to do. Ben, you've been an encouragement to me. I'm sure Coach Mike as well. And everybody who's listening can know that they have a purpose to serve, no matter where they might be, high or low, and everywhere in between. We're glad you guys have been here today and been blessed with Circle Unbroken. Day. 